Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and it is Sunday, so we are doing breaches of the week. And this week in data breaches was absolutely nuts. But obviously, before we begin, I want to thank the following people that sent me a lot of this information. That would be Jay Dance, uh, Sandeep Gupta, Marshall Gordon, Mia Bassatoni, Jacqueline Wolf, and others. Thank you very much. If I forgot your name, I'll get you next time. But please keep sending these tips in. It gives me basically a real good leg up on what's going on for the week. And with that, let's start in Southern California, specifically the Orange County District Attorney's Office, because apparently attackers broke into the Orange County District Attorney's Office information technology system this past week, according to the DA who announced it this past Monday, so about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Now, the office did did not specify whether any information was compromised, but said in a press release that it took quote-unquote immediate action to shut down its cybersecurity infrastructure as soon as it learned of the breach that Friday. So hopefully no sense of information will be leaked on any potential defendants, witnesses, etc., etc. Obviously never good when you're looking at the legal enforcement arm of a government getting hit. So heads up to you if you're in, in Orange County and have anything to do at the moment with the district attorney in or out of the legal system. <clears throat> Moving on. Let's talk about the Seiko Group Corporation, or SGC. Now, these are, these are the watchmakers, among other things. This is an update from their August data breach because their latest notice uh, basically is now focusing on the security of 60,000 records. Quote, following a comprehensive review by both the company and cybersecurity experts, we confirm that a total of approximately 60,000 items of personal data held by Seiko Group Corporation, SGC, Seiko Watch Corporation, SWC, and Seiko Instruments, Inc., SII, were compromised, end quote. That is according to their latest notice as of October 25th. So if you have anything to do with Seiko, heads up to you. Moving on, let's do our mini segment, basically entitled, if you just paid a little more for cybersecurity, you wouldn't be getting data breached. And the first one up is one of the worst offenders in the history of data breaches, and that would be Meta formerly known as Facebook. Now, they just got hit with a revived class action shareholder suit stemming from its involvement with Cambridge Analytica. If you recall that, that's the firm that infamously mined Facebook user data for hyper-targeted political engagement. They were engaged by uh, Republican Ted Cruz, uh, Steve Bannon, who basically is a political troublemaker, you know, in some way, shape, or form. Now, the Ninth, uh, the ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco restored the shareholders' claims that Meta falsely stated that user data could be compromised, even though the company was already aware that the UK-based consulting firm uh, essentially had violated its privacy policies. So good luck to you. Those suing Meta, burn them to the ground. If you're, if you're a long-time listener or follower, you know exactly what my thoughts are on Mark Zuckerberg, Meta, Facebook, and their practices. Moving on, <clears throat> let's talk about Healthcare Clearinghouse in Mediata. Now, Minnesota is among 32 states, and obviously this news bit is coming from Minnesota, but they're not the only ones. Minnesota is among 32 states to reach a settlement with healthcare clearinghouse uh, provider over a 2019 data breach that exposed the personal information of 1.5 million Americans on the Office of the Attorney General, Keith Ellison, in uh, Minnesota, announced this past Monday that he and a bipartisan coalition of 32 attorneys generals hammered out an agreement requiring in Mediata to pay $1.4 million to states impacted by this breach. So if you live in one of those 32 states or 33 states, including Minnesota, and uh, you have anything to do with in Mediata, you may be entitled to compensation. <laughs> Moving on, let's talk about Advocate Aurora Health, because they just agreed to pay a $12.2 million class action settlement uh, filed that was basically filed. Um, over their data breach, uh, uh, basically, that they had, and they had a data breach of over a five-year period. I can't read my own notes today. Now, <clears throat> that said, 
Advocate Aurora owns hospitals in both Normal and Eureka, and from 2018 and until early 2020, when essentially they were bought out by uh, a group called the Carly Health Group. Now, the breach exposed the personal information of 2.5 million patients without their consent over five years, ending in October of 2022. The company, which denies any wrongdoing, installed tracking technology, and here we are. So, heads up to you if you have anything to do with Advocate Aurora Health, whether they were owned previously or currently by the Carly Health Group. Moving on, <clears throat> let's talk about the Long Island-based Personal Touch Holding Corporation. On October 24th of this year, New York Attorney General Letitia James announced a $350,000 settlement with Personal Touch Holding, a Long Island-based uh, home health care company, to resolve allegations stemming from a data breach. Now, Personal Touch will also be required to offer free identity theft protection services to impacted individuals and enhance their cybersecurity. 316,000 New Yorkers were impacted by this. So if you use Personal Touch for your home health care needs, go get paid. Moving on, let's talk about Gaston College. They are facing a series of lawsuits relating to a data breach that happened earlier this year. Now, since their announcement, a number of, a number of civil filings have made were made in Gaston County seeking class action status on at least two separate cases stemming from their data breach. So obviously not good for Gaston or Gaston College. Heads up to you. For uh, Moving on, <clears throat> let's talk about Wright and Phillips. Everybody's suing everybody these days. They're a Michigan-based provider of prosthetics, orthotics, and accessibility solutions. Now, a proposed $2.9 million class action settlement to resolve their claims in that they failed to protect the personal information of 877,584 individuals is currently in the works on this. So obviously not good uh, for them. So heads up, Wright and Phillips... Uh, patience. And that is basically the end of the mini segment. If any of those companies had actually spent money on cybersecurity and good cyber hygiene, they wouldn't be getting sued for a heck of a lot more. Moving on. Let's roll right into Move It, and this is another update because, again, third-party data breaches. And for the record, we have a lot of third-party data breaches this week. I just haven't gotten to them yet, but we're going to start with Move It, the one you all know and love, especially if you're a longtime listener and follower. Uh, essentially, we've got new ones. CCleaner, you might have heard of them. They are a very popular software you install into Windows to help clean and optimize performance. They are declaring a data breach, as is NASCO, N-A-S-C-O, and Andessa Services for over 30,000 New York Life policyholders. Apparently they are a third party that just got another third party hit and that would be New York Life. So if you have a New York Life policy, heads up to you, you're probably, we're probably, or maybe we're caught in the uh, Move It data breach. And that's all the Move It uh, that we have for this week. But Fiserv is another data breach, uh, basically, that is third party. And now we have an update because this past week, the Bank of Canton, Massachusetts, has to declare a data breach due to Fiserv's breach for 9,500 of their members. So heads up to you if you use the Bank of Canton or you use Fiserv or one of your people or, or third parties uses Fiserv, they may be caught up in this as well. That one's been going on for quite some time. We're seeing less uh, declarations on that one, but nevertheless, it keeps on rolling. Moving on, <clears throat> let's talk about progressive leasing. On October 23rd of this year, they filed a notice of data breach with Attorney General of Maine after discovering that an unauthorized party was able to access files stored on the company's computer system. In this notice, Progressive Leasing explains that the incident resulted in an unauthorized party being able to access consumer-sensitive information, which includes their names, social security numbers, addresses, phone numbers, dates of birth, and email addresses. Upon completing their investigation, Progressive Leasing began sending out data breach notification letters to all individuals whose 
information was impacted or affected. So heads up to you, progressive leasing patrons. Moving on, let's talk about a third-party hosting platform that just got hit, Personify Care, because now we are starting to see uh, third-party organizations now declare as a result of using them. And the first one up is the South Australian Public Health. In other words, if you're a patient of South Australian Public Health and, and Australia does have uh, socialized health care as well as private health care, heads up to you if you're in South Australian. So heads up, not a good sign. We'll keep you up to date on that. But Personify Care is a new one for this week, as far as I could tell. And that's what my research said. Now, the state government of South Australian said, quote, uh, unintentional human error, end quote, by patient portal Personify Care allowed an unauthorized third party to delete a folder used to store patient documents uploaded to an online platform. And so we'll see how far and deep that goes. And hopefully it just sticks with them, even though that's not good when anybody gets hit. So with that, we're going to move to it from Australia to France. And I had no idea for the record that France had a professional basketball league. That said, I'm sure many countries do. I'm not really follow basketball, but when you're in the United States, the only thing you really hear about is either the NBA or the Olympics. <clears throat> and here we are. So French professional basketball team, L-D-L-C-A-S-V-L, just known as A-S-V-L or Asvel. I'm just going to call them Asvel. Please correct me if I'm wrong, people in France. Anywho, Asvel say that they were alerted to a uh, potential breach on October 12th via the press following their addition to the No Escape Ransomware's extortion uh, leak site on October 9th of this year. Now, the threat, the threat actors claim to have stolen 32 gigabytes of data, including the personal data of players, passports, and ID cards, and many documents related to finance, taxation, and legal matters. NDAs, contracts, and confidential letters apparently were there as well. Contractual agreements with players were also allegedly included in this stolen data set. So, if you play or have anything to do with Asvel, the French professional basketball team, or you're just a fan, heads up to you. Moving on. Let's talk about Promock Inc. because they filed a notice with uh, Massachusetts after discovering that an unauthorized party gained access to their infrastructure. In this notice, Promock explained that the incident resulted in an unauthorized party being able to gain access to sensitive information, including names, mailing addresses, telephone numbers, social security, driver's license, government-provided IDs, and health and health insurance information. So in other words, their uh, employees were hit, don't know about the customers, and they sent out uh, notification letters to those impacted as well. Moving on, let's talk about Barracuda Networks. You may have heard the name. Uh, I've heard their advertisements. They sell firewalls and spam filters and all this kind of stuff. They basically provide security and data protection, and now they provide it to a company called Westcom. Now, interestingly enough, what happened was there was a widespread vulnerability in Barracuda's ESG appliance. I believe that's email security gateway. Uh, Westcom did not update that or they were one of the first. But Barracuda confirmed that Westcom had a uh, essentially a res uh, uh, got got hit with this due to this vulnerability. The attackers got in, et cetera, et cetera. And now they have to declare a data breach. And so Westcom Credit Union specifically is the one we are talking about here. So heads up to you if you use Barracuda's ESG gateway, like all security appliances, hardware and software, you've got to keep these things up to date as fast as humanly possible. <clears throat> Moving on from Barracuda, let's talk about Tri-Counties Bank because they filed a notice of data breach with the Attorney General of California after discovering that an unauthorized actor was able to access portions of their computer network as well. In this notice, Tri-Counties Bank explains essentially that a third party was able to access sensitive information including names, social security, driver's license, financial account information, medical information, health insurance information, dates of birth, and mother's maiden names. Everything you need for a... Uh, 
<laughs> an identity theft scam. So in completing their, their investigation, Tri-Communities Bank began sending out data breach notifications as well. And that really underscores what banks and financial institutions have on you. When you're signing up for an account, they have everything on you. Mother's maiden name, social security, all the sensitive information. That's why they fall under so many financial regulations for cybersecurity. Because one, that's where the money is. But they've got everything to run identity theft against you. Or even just use that information to get into your bank account and start transferring things somewhere else. So obviously not a good thing. Moving on. Let's talk about Fellowship Village. Don't know what they do, but sounds kind of nice. Anyway, on October 8th, they unfortunately filed a notice of data breach with Health and Human Services, so obviously healthcare. In this notice, uh, Fellowship Village explains the incident resulted in an unauthorized party being able to access things like names, addresses, social security numbers, patient identification numbers, medical record numbers, medical and treatment information, health insurance information, financial account information, and dates of birth. They've sent out notices as well, so heads up, Fellowship Village. Cool name, need better security. Moving on, let's talk about a company called CoinFlip. Interesting. <clears throat> I, I kind of speculate on what they do. On October 20, uh, 20th, CoinFlip, also known as GPD Holdings, their DBA is CoinFlip, filed a notice of data breach with Maine after discovering that CoinFlip employee's email account had been compromised. Now, they basically say that this attacker potentially had access to names, addresses, social security numbers, driver's license numbers, and other government-issued IDs. They've sent out notices as well, so heads up to you if you have anything to do with CoinFlip, who I assume flips coins. Moving on, Longhorn Imaging Center on October 25th, they filed a notice of data breach with Texas, and of course, Longhorn would file in Texas after discovering that confidential information in their possession was uh, subject to unauthorized access. Now, we the information that we are talking about is names, addresses, health information, and insurance information. Longhorn Imaging has also sent out notices as well. Moving on, let's talk about manufacturing giant Regal Rexnord, because on in September, they filed a notice of data breach with Massachusetts after discovering an unauthorized party was able to access information that had been provided uh, basically to the company by their consumers. In this notice, they explain that the sensitive information uh, essentially was able to be accessed, but I do not have a listing of what that is. And so Regal Rexner has been sending out notices as well. And so whatever they manufacture, heads up to you if you get your stuff manufactured through them. <laughs> Moving on, <clears throat> let's talk about Concord Investment Partners. On October 19th, they basically filed notice of Attorney General of Montana, as did all of their subsidiaries and LLCs, Concord Investment Partners, Concord Investment Services, Concord Asset Management, Concord Insurance Agency, collectively known simply as Concord. And so Montana... Well, they're keeping them busy. Now, they discovered that an unauthorized party was able to access an employee's email account and all of that. Basically, sensitive information. I do not know which sensitive information was hit. So heads up to you. If you use any one of those concords I just mentioned. Moving on, let's talk about Acumen. Uh, on on uh, October excuse me, 16th of this year, Acumen filed a notice with the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, after discovering that they had been the victim of a ransomware attack. Now, in this notice, Acumen explains that the incident resulted in unauthorized party being able to access consumers sensitive information i do not have a listing on this one either upon completing their investigation they are sending out notifications as well so if you use acumen a q u m i n for all your acumen needs heads up moving on let's talk about irish drivers now this is coming from ireland and so 
please forgive me. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this, any of this in Gaelic. Obviously, here we are. But a breach caused by a software error, error at a Limerick-based IT company has led to thousands of Irish motorists being at risk. There was once an IT provider from Ireland, and I'm not even going to say the rest of that joke. Now, the IT services, I'd have to figure it out first. The IT services firm that works basically for tow truck companies was working on behalf of the Gardai. And there's a little umlaut or apostrophe or whatever over the I. Gardai, I'm assuming, I don't know, is that their DMV? I'm not 100% sure. Now, the Irish Independence reports that exposed details include details of insurance investigations, vehicle registration certs, or I'm guessing certifications, notices of car seizures, and payment card details. And so, I guess they were working for the local government, towing things away. You park in the place you shouldn't have parked. How dare you? Now, the Gardai, or Gardai, insists that they are not in fault uh, not at fault, and the Data Protection Commissioner is investigating who is responsible. There are roughly 512,000 500, yeah, 512, documents in play here. So if you're in Ireland and you're a driver, heads up to you, you might have been hit. And finally, and we have two finalists for you today, the first one is pretty quick, but it's a pretty well-known name in technology. They go back decades and decades for building basic things, and that would be D-Link. Now, D-Link has confirmed that they are a data breach after an employee fell victim to a phishing attack. Now, D-Link discovered this on October 2nd of this year, a day after the attacker began selling the stolen data on breach forums for $500. I try to confirm that because $500 is bonkers low, especially for a company as big as D-Link, but $500 was the number I came up with. Now, the threat actor claims to possess 1.2 gigabytes of D-Link stolen data, including personal information and the D-View network management software's source code. Obviously, not good if that's running in corporate or even personal networks. If you're able to pick apart just how bad or vulnerable the code is, you might be able to find ways to exploit it, and D-Link may not necessarily know they need to patch something until it's too late. Now, some leaked data allegedly contained information belonging to Taiwanese government officials and D-Link's CEOs. So, obviously, that's a big thing. Details that were leaked include names, office email addresses, phone numbers, and timestamps, including to account registration and last login date. So for 500 bucks, you can learn everything there is to know <clears throat> about D-Link, which seems incredibly low. <clears throat> and our other finally for today is the Spanish police. And for the record, we are all fans of them this week. Now, here's what happened. Spanish authorities arrested more than two dozen members of a cybercrime group that used phishing and other tactics to extort millions from their victims. Now, the group that operated outside, out of various locations across Spain used phishing, smishing, and vishing to conduct financial fraud worth roughly 3 million euros. And this is according to Spanish police. On Saturday, this past Saturday, the authorities arrested 34 group members, including the ring's leader, following a year-long investigation launched by the Spanish Cybercrime Unit. Now, as part of the operation, the police confiscated 80,000 euros in cash and a database containing sensitive information. Authorities said more than 4 million people may have been affected by the group's activities, which predominantly targeted banking customers. Now, that's the interesting part about this, because as you're looking at this, as they are basically tagging banking customers, we've got a lot of things uh, you know, going on there. Banks have very sensitive information, and obviously that's where the money is now. Now, the investigation began after the police had detected criminal actors illegally accessing financial databases, depositing money 
money and then contacting account holders to basically demand the money. Now, it used spoofing of websites of various financial institutions as well as utility companies and engaged in quote-unquote child-in-trouble scams to defraud its victims, according to police, sending text chats claiming to be a message from an offspring in urgent need of money who had contacted parents from a temporary telephone number. Now, I, I... basically talk about this when I'm on stage. I literally was at Cal Poly uh, in Pomona a couple of days ago where I literally referenced this kind of thing where grandparents are specifically targeted oftentimes and somebody claims to be like, you know, like a, a, a grandson or a granddaughter, you know, hey, grandma, hey, grandpa, you know, I'm backpacking through Europe. I just got robbed. I need $3,000 for a plane ticket. You know, I, you know, you know, I'm good for it, blah, blah, blah. And grandparents will do anything for their for their grandkids. And so this is a very similar thing as well. You know, you hear your child's in trouble, you're going to want to react as a parent. Now, the group also sold custom phishing pages to other criminals on underground forums, laundering their earnings through investments in crypto assets. And the police in Spain took them all down. Good for you guys. And so if you are listening to this or watching this, in some way, shape, or form, and you are a criminal hacker, believe me, you might be enjoying it now, but at some point, we're coming for you. Because honestly, we're on it, and we're sick and tired of this just incredibly prolific situation. Now, moving in and out of Spain, okay, that's great, because the Spanish police are very heavily connected to Interpol. Spain itself, uh, you know, as a government, is not going to basically turn a blind eye to cyber criminals like a Russia will. We all know and can see the Our Evil videos of the Our Evil members just tearing up Red Square in their Lamborghinis and Ferraris with the police looking on because Russia turned a blind eye. Russia was making money. Russia basically was sheltered them. But when you're working across multiple jurisdictions, you know, or countries that that are friendly to law enforcement and the rule of law, like Spain would be, you're always running that risk. And so I'm not saying all of you cyber criminals move to Russia. I'm just saying, eventually, your up and shall come. And those were your breaches of the week. Were you affected? Let me know. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.